Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Barclay Viewforth Church in Edinburgh this Sunday morning. My name's Elaine Hogan, and I'm the pastoral associate at the church, and it's a real pleasure to be sharing worship with you today. It's a day when we celebrate all the women in our church family. So I hope somebody is pampering you today and we wish you a happy Mother's Day. And I'm just sorry there's no daffodils this year. So our notices for today include a sign up for the 24-7 prayer, which we're going to do at the end of this month, the 27th and 28th of March. Interestingly enough, all the overnight slots have been filled and I thought they would be the hardest ones to, to fill. But the daytime slots on the Sunday, there are still a number of those available. So if you would like to commit to praying for an hour at any time in that period, please go to this website and sign up. And don't worry, because we'll be using the Church Online platform to guide you in your prayers. Um, so you don't need to be stuck. And after Easter, we're also going to be running the prayer course. And we hope that you will want to join us on this exciting venture as a follow up to this season on prayer. Just email the, the church office or call the church office if you'd like to sign up for that. There's one more thing that we need to do this morning, and that is give you the results of the Easter card competition. The votes have been counted and verified by an independent jury. And we now have the clear winners in each category. So we're going to see, uh, as we hear the winner's name, we're going to see the picture. In the first category, which is category A, which was age six and under, the winner is Naomi Milne, age six. In category B, which is ages seven to 12, the winner was Sky Ritchie, age nine. And in category C, which was the adults, the winner was Gillian Bruce. All of the winners will receive a prize closer to Easter and their cards will be available on our website later this week for you to download and send to friends and relatives for Easter. Thank you to all of you who took part and to those of you who took time to vote. And so at the start of the service, we pray together. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness to us. You're watching over our comings and goings. And we pray, Lord, that we could walk more closely with you, particularly over this service, but even beyond that. Lord, go with us. And Lord, we ask your forgiveness for when we get things wrong. And we pray that you would encourage us to learn from these mistakes and to move on to be better followers of Jesus. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is actually going to be the whole of the Lord's Prayer. And as we have done in the last few weeks, we're going to hear it or actually watch it this time in a different language because it's going to be signed in Makaton today by Elaine Rumney, who is the leader of our Connect Plus group. It's a group which does church at a slower pace for people with additional needs. The Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer, signed in Makaton. Our 
Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for yours is the kingdom the power and the glory for ever and ever amen thank you elaine for doing that it's very brave of you some of the alert among you will have noticed that we're covering give us this day our daily bread again Yep, don't worry, we've not lost the plot. We are going over it again, but this time we're looking at it from a different perspective. A few weeks ago, David covered this the first time round, where we were thinking about us talking to God. This week, we're looking at the second part of this conversation, because that's what it is. It's a conversation. Constance Cherry, in her book, The Worship Architect, suggests that the biblical understanding of prayer is conversation between two parties. If prayer consists only of our speaking to God, we've not experienced true prayer. Silence is important, for it is in the silence that we intentionally turn our ears to what God is saying. To start this process, I'm going to ask you all to do something with me. I'd like you to close your eyes. Listen to your breathing. And then listen to the sounds you can hear. Can you hear your heartbeat? Maybe you can hear the birds outside or the children in the other room. Perhaps you can hear a clock tick. Now, if you're anything like me, you will have become aware of sounds you couldn't hear a few moments ago. We're not very good at switching our other senses off. In fact, we're not very good at switching off at all, if truth be told. We're no good at being attentive, especially to God. Okay, so you can open your eyes again. I'd really hate for anyone to fall asleep just yet. So if taking time to stop and be still helps us to listen to the things around us, how much more will we be able to connect with and listen to God? Kath Livesey, in one of my favourite books, My Sheep Have Ears, shares a story of a friend who said, I could never imagine being so close to God that I would actually hear him speak to me. I'm guessing that a large number of us would actually feel the same and probably ask the same questions. Surely I'm not good enough to hear God. Why me? I'm not holy enough. Well, let me just turn that on its head because God does want to spend time with each and every one of us. We just need to make more time for him. I have to say, though, It's not always easy. 
We approach God with our shopping list of prayers. And once we have completed that list, we often don't want to hang around to hear God's chat. Compare it to phoning a friend, phoning your best friend and sharing all of your news and then hanging up before they've had a chance to share theirs. It's not very polite and we may lose a friend as a result. Fortunately, God has more patience than we do. God wants to spend time with us. He wants to talk to us and for us to listen to him. There are various accounts in the Bible of people listening to God, with one of the most well-known passages taking place when God speaks to a 12-year-old boy, Samuel. Yes, God speaks to children too. In 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 to 10, God calls on Samuel three times while he was lying down. And each time, Samuel assumes it is Eli who is calling him. So he rushes to Eli, only to be told that it wasn't him, and for him to send Samuel away to lie down again. And then reading from verse 7 in that passage, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time God called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realised that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling us at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. We might all be a little or even a lot like Samuel in misinterpreting God's voice. But once we start training ourselves to tune in and to know that it is God's voice, then it does get easier. So some people may be asking, how do we hear God? Well, we see in the Bible example of God speaking via a burning bush or an angel. Now, we might not encounter such a vivid experience, but if you do, please let us know because we would really love to hear your story. Jesus reminds us in John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. He intends to keep speaking to us for our guidance. Kath Livesey again suggests that we might hear God through our conscience or through a sense of peace, through circumstances, through the counsel of others, through creation. And we all hear from God in different ways and perhaps even in different places. Some of us may hear that audible voice. But for most, God will speak through scripture. When we read verses from the Bible, you might find that there's a verse or a line or a phrase that will stand out for you. Or it will connect to something that's happening in your life at that time. 
You might even find that the same words will crop up again, either the same day or in the, the days following, but perhaps in a different context. Or someone might send you an encouraging message with the same words. It may happen several times in a week. Believe me, if that's happening to you, then God is trying to speak to you about something. And it's time for you to sit up and take notice. You might try to ignore it, but inevitably the words will appear again. Perhaps in the words of a song or in something you've seen online. These promptings need to be acted on. If you feel this has been happening to you and you're still not sure what to do, then can I encourage you to pray about it? God will make all things clear. And if you're still struggling to understand, ask someone to pray with you or for you. Our ministry team are available on the end of a phone or the end of a computer screen to help you process what's going on. We may not have all the answers, but we'll help you in the best way we can. Learning to listen to God can be life changing in a whole variety of ways. We hear of men and women being called into ministry or to serve overseas. We hear of people being called to change their jobs, usually because God has a better plan for them. We might also be called to do something we might never have thought about doing. Elaine Rumney, who we saw earlier signing, is an example of what happens when we listen to God and then acting on what is said. Let's listen to Elaine's story. So hi, Elaine. Thanks for joining me on this call. And thank you also for showing us the Makaton Lord's Prayer. That's really amazing how you have learned that. Can't have been easy. No, no, well, <laughs> I wouldn't say I've learned it exactly. I've learned how to copy someone else doing it. So that's how we all learn. We learn by copying. We learn from parents, from siblings and so on. And that actually leads us into learning how to listen to God. So the other day you shared a story with me. I just thought it would be nice if you could share something of that, because I know that you have listened to God in the past and you still continue to do so. So can you share something of that story? Um, well, we were talking, weren't we, about how Connect Plus came about. And I was remembering, actually, it's seven years ago since we started thinking about Connect Plus now. It came about, really, because uh, I was part of one of the church groups which were started to help people become disciples called the Huddle. It was a small group and we were invited to work out all sorts of things and one of the things was how to listen to God, how to observe what's going on and really listen to see what God's saying to us mm. through what we're observing. How did that lead you to Connect Plus? Well, it was about um, noticing as you went about your day, noticing what you were doing and where you felt um, perhaps God was leading and also where you felt at ease and comfortable. And 
it suddenly came to me after a few weeks of the huddle that what I was noticing was where I was happiest. And that was through work and volunteering with um, adults with learning disabilities. I worked for a, an agency which matched volunteers to people who really wanted to achieve something and help them achieve it. And also the music, through the music. Yeah. What prompted you to then step out and lead this group? I was thinking about that a bit more. I suddenly realised that in the church we didn't have any facilities to cater for people with learning disabilities to make services easier for them. And at the time there was someone in the church who really could have done with that. Maybe a couple of folk, two or three, that, that could use a simpler way of doing church together. So that's really how it came about. So I went to Sam, our minister then, and said this. And as soon as I'd said it, he grabbed it and ran with it. And I thought, oh, what have I done? <laughs> but that's sometimes the way God acts. He gives us an idea, but then he expects us to go with it. And even though we're the last person we might think would be capable of doing something like that, would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Do you feel a, a contentment that you that you heard from God and that you were able to act on what he called you to? Yes, a contentment is a good word. Um, it's not sort of consistent because I do still tend to worry a bit about, um, even after all these years, about whether I can actually do it properly. <laughs> but um, generally, I think after we've had a session and it's been good and we have a great team that help, so it, I always feel positive after a meeting. I just stress a bit sometimes about, you know, how to how to build the ideas together into something that people will enjoy. When you get into that situation, do you still make time to listen to God for advice and direction? Yeah, sometimes. Well, sometimes and sometimes I just carry on angsting until I realise that's not the way to go about it. <laughs> well, true. Yeah. yeah. How did you listen to God? Did you have to do something special? An example fairly recently of that is when I was trying to get a theme for our Connect meetings and, and I spent a whole day thinking about what are we going to do tomorrow kind of thing and nothing was coming, nothing at all. And then I thought, well, I'm just going to have to pray about it. <laughs> and so I did. Um, and as soon as I came home from, from praying while I was out walking, then the idea came and it worked really well. So when you say the idea came, did it just come to mind? It did come to mind and I knew what I was, what um, text I was going to take. And then once I've got a text, I can build on that. You would encourage us all to keep praying to connect with God and yes. to listen. So before we go, any final word? Just uh, to keep your ears open and keep listening and pay attention to what you notice about God's prompting. Okay. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you. Keep your ears open to God's prompting. Wise words, Elaine. You may not recognise what that looks like initially, but the words of James 1.19 may help, which say, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Too often we are so slow to hear and very quick to speak. 
We don't take time to process things. Learning to listen isn't going to happen overnight. It requires discipline, effort and intentionality. We will get better with time and practice makes perfect, as they say. How many of us have been in a situation where we call on a child, a partner or someone else to come and help? Or even a dog to come? How many times do we have to call before the message finally sinks in? It does take some training of adults as well as dogs. We might say that is similar with God. He will call us to do something. But so often we think we know better. We go off and do our own thing. But then he will call us back. So another question you might have is, how do we know if it is God who's speaking to us? We could ask ourselves the following questions to measure up or weigh up what is being said. Does it agree with the Bible? Because God's will will never contradict God's word. Truth is eternal. Does it make me more like Christ? Well, Jesus should be the standard by which we evaluate everything in our lives. God's purpose is to make us more like Jesus. Would what we're hearing hurt someone else? If the answer to that is yes, then it doesn't come from God. Do we have a sense of peace about what we think God is saying? If you're not sure, ask someone else. Nikki Gumbel, just this week on the Alpha Talk, referred to this as the Council of the Saints, adding that the wise listen to counsel. But in the end, the final decision is yours. And if you have that peace, then you know to act on it. When we listen to God, we might not always get it right, but that's okay. Because he never lets anything go to waste and we will learn from the experience. As a footnote, we are sometimes called to listen to God for others, particularly when we're praying for someone. But that's a whole different talk or series of talks. So maybe somewhere further down the line. 1 Chronicles 16 verse 11 reminds us to look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Can I encourage you this week to slow down? Look into God's face and spend some time in his company. Listen to what he has to say to you. You might be surprised. Let's have a conversation with God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you, as our Father, are loving, forgiving, patient and generous, and that you delight in comforting, encouraging, guiding and teaching us. We thank you for the privilege of our place in your family and of the opportunity to converse with you. Hear us now as we pray for others and help us to hear your voice as you guide us in how to respond, putting our faith into action. 
On this Mother's Day, we give thanks and pray for mothers around the world. Thank you for the particular and special gifts and qualities you have given those women who have been or have become mothers. May they value and rejoice in that role and use the gifts you have given them to love and nurture their children. But Father, we know that there are countless instances when this unique and vital experience has been marred by pain and loss and has led to breakdown in relationships. And we don't know what to say or to do in the face of such sorrow. What can we do? Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Our children have endured a long and difficult year when their education has been interrupted and their opportunities to socialise with their friends have been curtailed, leading to many facing problems with their mental health and well-being and many fearing for their future prospects of employment. We pray for those returning to school now and for the teachers and other school staff who have done so much to deliver education during the lockdowns and who will now seek to help the children settle back into school. Their needs are great and the future still uncertain. What can we do? Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. We pray for all those who have lost their businesses, their jobs, and perhaps even their homes as a result of the lockdowns. Their needs are great and their future still uncertain. What can we do? Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Father, there are so many places and situations around the world where there is suffering and loss, injustice and exploitation, abuse and violence, that we are often overwhelmed by the great need and by the uncertainty of the future. We don't know what to do. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Father, help us always to listen for your voice and to be moved to action by your words or your promptings, that we might be your body here on earth and that we might make known your love in Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Chris. If you want to learn more about listening to God, why not join us tonight at seven o'clock for our prayer gathering on Zoom? The link is in the chat on the side, that side, I think, um, or drop me an email before 6.30 and I'll send you the link. We end our service with a great hymn, Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing.
God's voice connect with you this week. May Jesus help you in your understanding and may Holy Spirit encourage you as you step out in faith to listen to God. And may the blessing of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with you and with those you love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good week, everyone. Hope to see you at some point soon. Bye.